send me flowers You can tattoo my name Or rap poetry for hours But nothing can compare To what your soul did share Hi, welcome to another episode of What's Up with DJ and my name is DJ. Each week I bring you topics about current events, career development, holistic living, life hacks and stories of inspiration and humor. So be sure to subscribe, like, comment and review the show on Apple Podcast. Your comments are always appreciated. My guest this week is Christine Grant. She has many talents and wears many hats. She is an inspirational keynote speaker, marriage and family therapist, and real-life female, Sereno DeBergiac. Anyway, it was a movie back in the day with uh, Steve Martin, and it was called Roxanne. Uh, We'll get exactly into what that means during our conversation. Christine is a singer and songwriter. Her debut album, Love Letters, was released earlier this year under her pseudonymous name, Tina Rose, available on all digital platforms, Apple Music, Spotify, all those places. She is also an award-winning author of a book called Relationship, How to Write the Words, you really want to say, which is an in-depth exploration of the true magic and power of how written words or even thoughtful conversations can influence and sort out any relationship matter with anyone. As a relationship expert, Christine helps her clients find the right words for what they really want to say to better resolve any matter of the heart. Thank you so much for being here today. Oh, DJ, thank you. I feel honored to be on your amazing show. Thank you. Yes, I've got through that introduction quite sure. I'm going to have to probably record, re-record it <laughs> or do a lot of editing to get it to sound correct. But I'm just glad that you're here. And we had a, a wonderful conversation earlier a couple of weeks ago. And uh, it. I think it was like three hours, but it's like 30 minutes. I know. know? Gosh, when two old souls connect, you just never know. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, Yeah. I've been told I'm an old soul, and I definitely feel that from you as well. And the intro, the song that you just heard, the intro song was from your album, Love Letters. It's the title cut, Love Letters. And I just love it. We were actually talking a little bit about that song um, when we first started talking. And you said that it was um, actually what you're hearing when you heard the song, you're in one take. Right. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. Um, As we've talked, and I'll share with your audience, I am like a, quote, Cyrano de Bergerac, which was an old historical play written by a German man. What was his name? Anyway, again, Reinstock, yeah. who knows? But <laughs> anyway, it's the story of a man who did not consider himself to be very attractive and fell in love with this gorgeous woman. And her handsome suitor was not so great with the personality piece and relied on Cyrano to provide those love letters that he mm-hmm. sent to the 
the woman, and this is back in, you know, the 1800s. And uh, she fell in love with the handsome guy, not because of his looks, but because of the energy provided within those letters, those beautiful Mm -hmm. messages. Mm -hmm. So um, in a sense, what I do is I tap into someone's higher heart. And often we're not as confident in expressing what we feel on a very deep level with another may be intimidating, or we may even be on the defensive if you're having a falling out with someone, or there might be lots of history. Mm-hmm. But I leap over all of that, tap into what I call their higher heart. Mm-hmm. I like that higher just, heart. Yeah, it's not just like getting, oh my gosh, emotionally, anxiety, blah, blah, blah. No, it's, uh, or the uh, analytical. Well, uh, no, mm-hmm. we go into what's the wisdom of the soul, if you will. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So through this kind of uh, letter writing, which I've been doing for gazillions of years, it seems, <laughs> actually 17, which is a good many years, Um I, uh, and prior to that, I wrote a book for children's empowerment. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I wrote that, I traveled around the United States speaking at national conferences because I love children so much. And my own daughter was being bullied in school. Yeah. So I'm not getting off track. This does all oh, come together. So but that movie, it was actually, we just, that, that movie, that was a movie some years ago named Roxanne with Steve Martin. And it was sort of a, an updated version of that, that uh, what she does. Uh, that's a good movie to go back and look at uh, with Steve Martin called Roxanne. Yes, Roxanne. It was kind of a, a cute romantic comedy. Uh, written on the Cyrano de Bergerac theme. It, yeah, mm-hmm. that's, it was like a modern day version of that story, yeah. that yeah. play. And perhaps some of the listeners or the audience um, can recall in 2012, an Academy Award winning movie with Joaquin Phoenix and Charlotte Johansson. And mm-hmm. it's called Her, capital H, capital E, capital R. And that story, or that movie rather, is based on the playwright's idea of what happens in the future. So this is back in 2012, which is, what, nine years ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, in that futuristic film, people had sort of lost their ability to truly communicate and express from the heart. They were relying a great deal on artificial intelligence. Hmm. Wow. I guess we are getting there, you know, <laughs> the land of emojis and quick blip messages. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Joaquin, uh, he's the hero in the movie or the star of the film. And what does he do for a living? He goes to this high rise tower in Los Angeles and he's in a cubicle along with several other employees. And their job is to ghostwrite emotional meaningful letters for others Mm. my phone was ringing off the hook and i'm like wait a second i've been doing this since 2004 there is nothing futuristic Mm -hmm. it's right here and right now yeah yeah so i I love i love that when you say that we lost the art of writing a love letter Mm. and you know what if if you received a love letter would you just go, oh, that touched my heart, my soul. I think I'm going to toss it away. 
No, I still have letters that people have written me. You know, it may not be a romantic letter, but it was, it's something about a handwritten letter. You don't often get a handwritten letter. So when someone actually takes the time to take put pen to paper, <laughs> it's something mm-hmm. different. Yeah, and even if somebody uses the computer to uh, write the letter, and then they print it out and sign it and put it in a pretty card or just send it to you or hand it to you, that's okay too. Um, mm-hmm, even mm-hmm. today in schools, they're no longer teaching penmanship. No, they don't. I mean, to me, that's that's amazing because mm. I think someone's signature is part of their essence in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Right. I'm going to loop around mm-hmm. and back to... Um, when I uh, started talking about the children's program, because children, I think more so than ever, uh, really need, um, need the support for building healthy, positive self-concept, social skills, character, emotional intelligence, and all of that. And there's been so much bullying and in such a divisive place where we are right now, Um, it only exacerbates that when kids are cyber bullied and such in addition. So anyway, uh, I'll I'll just briefly mention, so I created this uh, empowerment program for kids after my daughter was terribly bullied by mean girls and it broke my heart to see uh, her tender heart being hurt so badly. Mm -hmm. And I ended up going around the United States um, lecturing on um, self-empowerment for children, because even whether you're the bully or the bystander or the mm-hmm. target, and that holds true for any conflict at any age that may, might be going on in the planet now, it's a power struggle. So mm-hmm. the person that's being the mean guy or girl and is the bully, they bully to compensate for their insecurities, we can get way off on a conversation on that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What yeah, is bullying greed, is, is a, what's is greed a... about? I'll never have enough. Yeah. What's jealousy about? Mm-hmm. Why does that person have that? And I don't, what's wrong with me? I mean, it's all based on poor self-concept bottom mm-hmm. line. So when a lot of times when I've been in grade school and, and I've been bullied, but what I felt was that kid that was bullying me that was a learned behavior from watching the people around them, you know, and maybe usually the, the biggest bullies are, are have older siblings <laughs> and they're getting bullied or they're watching their parents, you know, be bullies and they're sort of picking those behaviors from, from, um, from those people that they're, they're watching. DJ, you're so right on because uh, our parents are our biggest Uh, teachers, most powerful teachers. Uh, Those first years uh, of our lives is where we get to decide or we formulate an opinion whether the world's a safe place to be and how do we problem solve. Mm -hmm. And uh, if our parents are bullies or if there is a bully in the house or if they shut down and don't communicate at all or they you know, are analytical and they don't speak from the heart or whatever the case may be, the child gets conditioned and programmed 
to, okay, this is how you get your needs met by acting or saying this or not acting or saying that. Mm-hmm. Um, so at any rate, I ended up writing this program for children and my daughter and I created um, an Oracle. So a little card deck with our yeah. paintings. And yeah, I saw uh, that. Oh, okay. And uh, so anyway, uh, I went around the United States and I really enjoyed it. I felt like I was inspiring teachers and uh, educators and parents and churches and whatever to help kids in this way. And then I thought to myself one day, oh my gosh, how can I improve my public speaking presence? How can I deliver my messages with more ease and grace and inspire people even more? Because it gets, it's kind of nerve wracking to get in front of a room of hundreds of people and they're all focused on you and you're on a stage. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought, gee, you know, like bungee cord jumping or Mm. I don't know, (laughs) uh, hang gliding, uh, parachuting, uh, wow. What about singing in front of people? Oh my God, that would be so (laughs) freaking scary so that scares me yeah (laughs) so I went home and I discovered this finding your voice group singing program and uh, started singing and it was uh, truly a therapy I think the voice is another pathway to our essence again Mm -hmm. there's no two voices alike just as there is no two signatures or Mm -hmm. fingerprints alike. Right. So it's kind of owning who we are. And I have to tell you, it was really uh, very um, liberating for me to, um, to learn how to sing in front of people. And it was fun. And mm-hmm. you get out of your own little ego, get out of your own way. Yeah. Um, then uh, not too long after I started taking the sig- singing lessons, uh, we'll just say I put it out in the universe and the universe answered my call, divine intervention. I was invited to speak or excuse me, to sing with a local, well-known, really great R&B so this is band. Interesting. So all this is happening, you know, so you're promoting um, your your card deck that you created with your daughter, and I, mm-hmm. I saw on actually I, I have a link on Amazon where you can buy it, and you're promoting that, and you're doing these uh, keynote um, engagements where you're speaking, and from there someone someone asks you to sing, and so now you say well, I'm going to find out what's that about. I'm going to get singing lessons. Okay, so so you you're just moving along with the the flow here. I like that. I think the word that I've learned in this lifetime is allow mm, rather yeah. than push or rather than run away. It's, you know, confidence is the sexiest thing. Okay. And yeah. so, you know, so if you just are confident that, that, uh, the world is going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Are you hearing me audience? The world is going uh, to be okay. Yeah, and yeah. So- yeah. We are going to not only survive this difficult or uh, challenging times, but mm-hmm. we are going to thrive. Yes. It. Yeah. That's what I believe. And yes. And so we all, um, I, I hope you will consider just keeping that frequency, your individuality, your soul's um, essence up and not mm-hmm. go into the fear zone, but into mm-hmm. more um, the sort of 
uh, looking forward to, excited kind of place mm-hmm. to be. Looking forward to something yes. good happening. You and know. knowing it's on its way already. Yes. So we can inspire one another. There's so much uh, fear and more exaggerated division that's gone on over the last couple of years. Yeah. And uh, what would it be like if we all just held hands? Yeah. And there's so much invested in that. And we, we definitely, I want to get off track. I want to definitely get back to, because um, the song, I want to get back to the little bit of the song. <laughs> but I did, because you're on that topic about division. And we also earlier in just a few moments ago discussed it about bullying and, and how the internet is sort of perpetuating this, um, making, you know, we had a, you know, I can't remember the young lady's name it was on 60 Minutes, who was about the documents that she left the whistleblower for Facebook. And her biggest concern was that um, how Facebook was sort of pushing this agenda where it was making young girls um, in particular feel bad about their bodies. Mm. And that was just so saddening to hear that they knew this information and didn't do anything about it, you know? And um, so it was just, that was just very sort of, I wanted to get your impression on that because of, of um, that's in the news. And also um, you are a um, family therapist. So I would like to know, how do you think about that? How does that resonate for you? Yeah. Um, wow. This is such a huge subject. Um, I'm actually uh, a retired therapist because mm-hmm. I've really put a lot of my energy into the sort of off the cuff um, uh, way of helping people through 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 channeling in the the words from their higher heart and expressing that, and also prescribing ways of putting words together for compelling communications that problem solve. But back mm-hmm. to the, 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 the young girls and all of that, mm-hmm. uh, I am thrilled that they were quote busted. Yeah. For, yeah. And, um, and it's true. Uh, we're all, when you're young, you're so vulnerable. Uh, mm-hmm. It's you're developing, you, you want to feel, well, let me put it this way. I, I once was a crisis intervention counselor at a high school mm-hmm. and there were these two girls that were both bullies and they had their own gangs and they couldn't oh, wow. stand one another. And they were so awful. Their behaviors were getting worse and worse. The principal sent them to see me. So I had the two leaders, the arch enemies sit down, face one another and hold hands mm. mm-hmm. And I said, look in each other's eyes and repeat after me. When I was just a little girl, all I really wanted was to feel loved, accepted, and connected. And that's all I want now. Mm-hmm. And they looked and I said, go ahead. Do you know that they could barely utter those words when they both burst into tears, hugged it out, mm. and left my office? Wow. And apologized to one another. So about two months later, one of the girls approaches me and she goes, did you hear about our heart circle? I said, what heart circle? Heart circle. What are you talking about? She said, well, after, you know, we met with you, um, we just felt so elated, so happy. And we went and told all of our friends, the other gang, gang members, right? <laughs> and, um, and they created a circle where they have 
at the time they said we have about 65 teenagers that meet on the lawn once a week after school. We call it our heart circle. We hold hands and we each tell a simple truth. Wow. So this is what, uh, it, so, with so, the, so the basically right encouragement. Uh-huh. this is what sort of, you're noticing these occurrences, um, and so you're sort of developing, you're seeing the the gift, what you call the higher heart. Yes. It all boils down to, um, again, it's let there be peace on earth and let it begin with me. So if we have ourselves as our best friend, if we believe in who we are, nobody can trample on that. I will uh, share another uh, situation at another high school, and this was in uh, more of an impoverished, I'll say, area where there was a lot of, um, you know, a lot of issues, uh, poor socioeconomic issues going on, lots of street gangs, et cetera. And uh, so I was uh, sent to a continuation school, you know, where the kids the students were not graduating on time and they had to go back in order to try to work on a GED or get through high school. And a lot of those kids were troubled. So they wanted me to uh, lead a girls group. Okay. So I said, okay, I met with these group of probably a dozen uh, teenage girls. And I said, you got me for eight weeks. What is it you want to walk away with? How can I help you? This is your group. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm going to, I'm just going to let you guys talk about it. I'm going to come back in a few minutes. When I returned, they said, well, we talked about it and we all decided we want to learn how to be in a good relationship. And I mm-hmm. said, really? And they said, yeah, they said, you know, all our boyfriends are the guys we date They're They have this attitude and they say things like, this is my hoe. Oh, wow. This is my, this is my, you know, B word. This is, and, and, and some of the girls were actually being physically um, harmed and Mm. threatened. And it was a tough, tough neighborhood. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay, I love that idea. Love it. So we are, um, we're going to call our group ladies first. Oh, okay. And, uh uh-huh. And uh, it's because it's all going to be about you girls. (laughs) And, and I said, so, and we're going to start with your relationship with yourself. Mm. So I created uh, two field trips, one to a large department store, Macy's, and they, we, uh, I arranged for all the girls to go up to the, the boardroom at the top floor where all the department heads were and where they could learn. I mean, we literally sat at an oval table and they learned how to present on a job interview Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, you know, given so much insight, if you're going on to a job, go check out the place first before you interview, see what everybody's attitude, what their, what the kind of dress style is, you know, so, so you can be part of that group because it's, Mm -hmm. you know, it's your money, you know, whatever. Uh, so, uh, and, and they said, when you are interviewing, you must make eye contact. And they talk mm-hmm. about body language and lots and lots of oh, wow. skills. So basically, they're inviting these young girls to Macy's and teaching them how yes. to properly get through a job interview. That's pretty impressive. And they gave them gift bags. Now, these were most of these girls came from very poor families. They were all struggling. 
they gave these girls gift bags of perfume and makeup and all this. And we brought them down to the first floor and they all had their, their makeup done, you know, professionally. And that was mm. part of the day. So I wanted them to feel pampered. We did another field trip where I arranged at a local beauty college for them to come in. I got parent permission for actual haircuts. A lot of these young ladies had never been into a, uh, a hair salon. Wow. And uh, so we had their, they had their hair done and they also shared with them um, the prospects of getting into the beauty business, what areas they could do and uh, how they could hook them up with free educational grants to become hairstylists, makeup artists, manicurists, wow. you know, whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, estheticians, whatever. And so that was really fun as well. And um, it was uh, it was joyful for me because I saw these girls transforming before my very eyes. It didn't mm -hmm. take a whole lot. It just they just needed to know that someone was on their side. We right. all need to feel understood. Mm -hmm. Validated. Again. Yeah. Validated, accepted, mm -hmm. loved, connected. Mm -hmm. That's what the world needs. For years, I've used medicinal herbs because they are a great way to flush your kidneys and gallbladder, strengthen your immune system, de-stress your heart, and increase proper blood flow. Medicine Man Plant Co. is a Texas-based company that believes in using state-of-the-art best practices enforced by the FDA to ensure the best quality of herbs. Their herbs are blended from the world's best ancient plants and mushrooms proven effective across thousands of years. Medicine Man Plant Co. uses modern science to powder and compress easy-to-swallow herbal capsules. They are powerful, quality herbs that help you stay healthy. Try their Stone Breaker Pill if you want to flush your kidneys and gallbladder. The Blood Pressure Pill will help promote proper blood flow and circulation and also addresses high blood pressure. The Uric Acid Pill will keep your joints and extremities clean and pain-free. So go to www.medicinemanplantco.com to begin receiving herbal medicine like the liver pill, which will power up and protect your liver and detoxify your body, or even the immune pill that will defend your body and support and strengthen both your innate and active immune systems. Again, that's www.medicinemanplantco.com. So, so you're um, having these these interactions, you know, through through you know these these jobs that you wonderful jobs you've been having, and you're seeing. The impact that you're having on the in these jobs that you're that you're you know in your career, and mm -hmm. you're saying, okay, I know this means something. I don't quite know yet, but I know this. There's something deeper going on here. I uh, oh, I had another group. I'll just say real quickly at at another continuation school. It was called U-Turn, and that was they had uh, you know young teens, boys and girls again, that were struggling. And uh, they wanted me to come in and lecture these students on how to how to be a good person, how to be a good citizen, how to get, you know, and I said, Oh, no, no, I went and did the research. And I found other students who had graduated from that continuation high school, and had made something of their lives. Mm -hmm. And I invited them 
to come in and present to this group. And we videotaped each one of those classes. We haven't used them because you know, we thought, well, there might be something around parent permission or whatever. So we have never used those, but it was amazing. We had uh, one uh, student who came in with her little boy. Isn't he cute? He's adorable. He was like two years old. Well, let me tell you, my son is going to need surgeries for the first seven years of his life every year. He's got a problem with his heart. And oh, uh, wow. uh, oh by the way, way uh yeah no i don't have a, a boyfriend now and i you know the baby daddy is not in the picture and uh thank god for my parents stepping in and helping me and yeah he's adorable but don't think for a minute that you're going to start having children in a family before you're really ready and she went on from her perspective and she, she this young lady really stepped up the up to the plate she uh just graduated from college and was starting a career and whatever so she grew from her experience because perhaps uh, that child gave her the impetus to say, it's not, you know, if I don't care enough about myself, mm -hmm. I care enough about my child. That's yeah. just one example. Another student who had graduated from that school, guess what? He was in the White House at the time as an intern. I mean, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. That is amazing. And he said, hey, there is no stopping you if you really want something. And uh, we had another other, uh, student who had, had a drug addiction. This, mm. These are former students. I'm sorry. These were the ones that were now young adults and coming in to uh, share their stories. He had gone through a drug addiction. He was a drug dealer all through high school. He, went, he found God. He found Jesus. And he um, now um, preaches to others. So... It was so beautiful. We had students that volunteered to go into uh, drug counseling. Um, we had students that were so compelled to shift their thought process about mm -hmm. what life could offer, what could what could the possibilities be? Can I move out of my family paradigm and the messages that I received for so many years that were not about what could really be possible if I wanted it. So what were some of the, the lessons? And it sounds like there's the, the things that you experienced and had an impact on those students' lives. But what was some, how did those experience, how did they have an effect on you? How did it change your perception? Well, I myself, um, I left home at an early age and uh, I was um, a very, um, uh, um, well, uh, how do I put it? I, I was uh, rebellious. Okay. <laughs> okay, there we go. I, I yeah, like, okay, throw, I know throw it out there. <laughs> yeah, I was rebellious. <laughs> <laughs> And I left home as a teenager uh, without telling anyone. And I uh, moved to Hawaii and, you know, got all these jobs and had all these experiences. And it was really uh, an amazing experience until one day I was walking down the beach and someone said, uh, is your name Christine? And mm -hmm. I, at that time, by that time I was 18, I said, yeah. 
oh, well, there's this man looking for his daughter. He's been combing the beach for six weeks and it was my dad. That's how rebellious I was. Okay, so I'm not proud of it, but I just really wanted to take a bite out of the apple of life. And so he talked me into coming home. My parents wanted me to be a nurse. My mom was a nurse. My dad was a cop initially. And I don't like the sight of blood. And I'm like, oh, I don't know what I want to do because I've always been more of an artist type person. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. my older brother said, why don't you join the military? I said, what? He goes, yeah, (laughs) join the military, see the world. And, you know, Mm -hmm. and you won't have to be relying on anybody to help you with college or any of it. I said, great idea. So I did. And um, that was another quite an uh, an amazing experience <laughs> yeah well, I'm, I'm a veteran myself so i know about the uh, really you know yeah. what, what branch were you in i was in the u.s army yes okay and, uh, and i um i opted to go to europe i opted to go to europe because i wanted to travel that was the whole thing so you can make me whatever you want me to be and they put me in signal corps you know in in those days Foxtrot to Blueberry Hill, come in Zulu 9, move your oscillator button, you know, and all this, and uh, pulse code modulation equipment. So so they had a way of communicating within different types of communication strands through um, sound frequency pulse codes. And, um, and I learned to drive a two and a half ton truck and a five and a quarter Jeep and help erect 75 foot antennas in the middle of the Black Forest. Mm. But I never worked a single day doing that after they trained me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So well, I had many I, other jobs. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I was in the military and I was in communications and I remember those uh, night uh, trainings <laughs> and putting up antennas, you know, putting up 25 feet antennas you know, in the, in the air and in, in, in midnight where there's like no, no moonlight, moonlight at all. So, you know, and then someone's screaming and hollering because they're, they're falling down on your head. <laughs> because so, so, yeah, I know all about about that, about, the, you know, the, you know the, the night trainings. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so it was a whole different experience for me coming from, you know, the, the beach of, of uh, California, Southern California to mm-hmm. Germany and being in the military and being totally removed from anyone I knew. Um, and so I had to learn a lot to kind of fend for myself on many mm-hmm. levels. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did, uh, I, I would not date the men that I worked with. And, uh, mm. I was met with a lot of hostility, including having mud literally thrown on me and, mm. uh, just terrible insults. And, um, it was creepy. That's part one of my conversation with Christine Grant, a.k.a. Tina Rose. I really enjoy learning more about the work she does as a relationship expert and how she teaches people, especially couples, how to communicate by tapping into their higher heart. Well, join us Wednesday for part two of my conversation with Miss Christine Grant, a.k.a. Tina Rose. I'll close this episode with a song by Tina Rose from the album Love Letters. As always, you can learn more about this episode, Christine Grant, 
Tina Rose. And what's up with DJ Podcast by going to the show description. Until Wednesday, take care. Open my heart Every word made me cry To finally know the how The when The why So much passion floods through With those words so true